Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Oh, and I'm Ty Turley, and uh, we're, we're celebrating our dogs winning the national championship. <laughs> Aren't we, Reed? Well, yeah, let's go Georgia. Go Georgia. It was a it was very awful, disappointing game. It was an awful game. Uh, yeah. But if you didn't watch the semifinals, <laughs> I would highly recommend both of those games. <laughs> we won't tell you who wins. Well, can't have it all. No. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that tie, do you have a favorite Edward Norton movie? I, I chose Fight Club. I love Fight Club. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Oh, I love Fight Club. What? <laughs> this uh, does not seem like your vibe. Oh. Yeah, it's genius. Okay, a little more angsty than I was expecting. Yeah, I have, I have undercurrents that you don't know about. Oh, we're all so deep. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> uh, well, oh, yeah, he's great in that movie. I think it's, it's really good. What's yours? Yeah, uh, I think for me it's Rounders. I love Rounders. Uh, I mean, that's good, too. Yeah. He plays that sort of, I don't know, maybe kind of similar to his character in Glass Onion, a little smarmy and shifty and sneaky. Yeah, he's, he's got a weird vibe. That would be sad, don't you think, if that was your vibe in life? But in real life, he's probably not like that. He definitely is like that in real life. That's oh. how he gets all these parts. <laughs> he just shows up and they're like, oh yeah, you're a weirdo. For sure. Right? <laughs> For sure he does. It's hard to say. Um, okay, Glass Onion. Did you see this in theaters or, t- or wait till it was on Netflix? I waited till it was on Netflix. Okay. I yeah. went and saw it in theaters. Okay. I don't think... There wasn't like a lot of CGI. I don't or like action set pieces. I don't think this is a necessarily theater movie, but it was fun to be in a crowd and have like people reacting to stuff and get that energy from it. Yeah, it's a comedy, so it's fun to watch with people laughing. Yeah, and sometimes you might not be sure should you be laughing, so then the audience helps you know. What what joke did you not know if you could laugh at, Ty? <laughs> I don't know. I was I would say more like was that a joke? I'm not sure. Just kidding. Is Ryan Johnson funny? We'll never know. Did you go back and watch the original one before this one? I didn't. I can't really remember, but I don't. Does it have the same format? I, there is like a flashback reveal to what happened, but it happens much later in the movie. Yeah. I mean, this movie basically is like at the halfway point, they switch, right? Switch what? The pers- like the perspective. You find out um, Janelle Monet's character is the twin. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the first one, but yeah, I mean, the twin device just seems like. How did you feel about that? I didn't like it. I just didn't like that there was no mention she had a twin. Like, I think in a mystery, I want to have a chance to figure it out myself. Yeah, and I don't think you could in this one. No, I really liked um, (laughs) when he solves the fake mystery right away. Oh, hilarious. That was hilarious. And at that point, I was like, oh, this is going to be very funny. And then I feel like after that, it got too convoluted. And I don't know. Like, of course, everyone has a motive. and But I, I kind of felt like, of course, he probably did it. I suspected that immediately, I feel like. And I don't think they really tried to hide it. Like, I don't know. Do you think there were a lot of misdirects? Like, no. Yeah, so... In my mind, it 
Brian Johnson was didn't care about like people figuring out the mystery. He just wanted to show people kind of how clever he was in setting up this, you know, unique scenario and then getting jokes out of it. Yeah, and even I mean, it's very meta too, where he's saying things like, "You killed him with pineapple juice. Such a dumb way to kill him." Like, yeah, it's a dumb way to kill him. Why did you write that? <laughs> it's it's so base and switching drinks like. Obviously, he switched the drink. I don't know. It just seemed too, too straightforward to me. That's okay. I I feel like you might be negative about this movie, and I'm generally not. I, I don't have negative feelings. Like I thought, Daniel Craig's character was funny. Like I liked the, his interactions with people, his affect. I think is clever. I don't know. It's the same as the previous one where I just I don't quite understand him. Well, he's like he doesn't. He can, he couldn't exist in a real world, and all these other characters kind of could. <laughs> I guess he could exist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I would be shocked to find him in the real world. It would be very confusing. <laughs> and also, I don't know, like the him uh, in the bathtub zooming and oh, but wasn't the fight? It was like it's Natasha Leone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Angela Lansbury and it's like a very random group of people. They just. He's and I, have you ever played Among Us that internet game? No. Oh yeah, it's funny. And then it's all these things like um, Jared Leto's kombucha, Spike kombucha, and Jeremy Renner's hot sauce, like branded stuff. Yeah, it's so insidery. Do you think those two have to agree to have their name used in the movie? Yeah, but maybe they're friends with Ryan Johnson, unless. One of them has a picture in the like one of them's picture is on the hot sauce. Yeah. And so I'm sure that person would have had to agree. You can't use their name either. And I think I'm not an expert, but my understanding is unless they unless you are making a critique that's in the public interest or something about Jeremy Renner's hot sauce, which I don't think he is. He's using Jeremy Renner to get a joke. So I think he has to get his permission. That's interesting. I mean, is you- it is it but is it's like is it funny or is it just weird? I thought it was, I mean, I saw it in a crowd and it was funny. People were laughing. At Jeremy Renner's hots. But it, I watched this after Jeremy Renner's accident. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Didn't, didn't quite play the same way. Did it? <laughs> okay. He didn't know Jeremy Renner wouldn't know how to use a snowplow. <laughs> oh, he knows how to use it. Not very well. Oh, gosh. We can't say that. I watched this after I saw Morbius. So Jared Jared Leto joke lands a little differently, doesn't it? It really should. It should. I mean, were there jokes that you thought were funny? Like what? What stood out to you? What was a good moment? Uh, well, don't put me on the spot. You tell me a good joke. No, I told you one. I told you. You the told one. me the one. The one where he does the dinner reveal. It's very funny. I think. Yeah. Okay. I thought when they're all showing up at the the dock and Ethan Hawke is there. <laughs> Was really funny. I that mean, was funny. And he just like shoots something in their mouth. He's like, don't worry about COVID anymore. <laughs> like this idea of like the super rich access to vaccines early. And yeah, that is funny. And I like the structure when they were all solving the mystery box together and like on in panels on the movie. Cause they're in the, like they're on phone calls together. And was it Dave Bautista's mom who just like could solve it? <laughs> like immediately was just like yelling things from the back. Like it's North, South, East, West. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just the it's the convenience of the twin and well, 
I think all these people are very different. I don't know why they would have been friends or why would they would, would have been in a bar in the 90s to start that company together. Like someone who's a politician and someone who's like a male lifestyle influencer and a scientist. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, not even a scientist, a high school teacher. I mean, their origin story is bonkers. Yeah. And th- so then it's just like, he just wanted these characters. Like, why couldn't they have been like freshmen in college together before they developed more of their personality? Yeah, that's a good idea. And how, and how, if Andy was so suave and the leader of this group, how did she get angled out of the whole business? And did you ever look at what was on the napkin? No. It was ridiculous. Well, that, like, I'm sure that's <laughs> so <hard>. dumb. <laughs> it was, the last one was something like, scale up with crypto. <laughs> well, that hits different after uh, uh, Sam Bankman frieds arrest. Exactly. I liked, I mean, I guess I like the, it's pretty satisfying to be like, you're going to be mentioned in the same breath as the Mona Lisa for the rest of your life, because all those things tied together. But I thought, like, what's the cousin's name? Helen? I thought Helen's reaction was very weird. To start smashing the glass, I didn't find that satisfying at all. Smashing those glass um, statuettes. And I didn't understand, like, or... He won, and she's smashing glass. Like, shouldn't she have won one? I, I don't know. You think I, she did? I Now I don't totally remember. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Because he gets away with it. She can't... I mean, he's going to get away with murder of, his, of her sister. There's nothing in it. Because um, Daniel Craig's character's like, I don't have any evidence that he killed her. Yeah, it's like they just know, but they don't know. I guess... I guess all of his friends finally raise their hand at the end and say, and I saw him leave his house or leave Andy's house. So maybe they're all going to testify and that's going to be enough. Yeah, but he's a billionaire with lawyers and he just never has to go to America again. Yeah. Also, okay, also, like to not know that that's the Aegean Sea, to think it's the Ionian Sea, and those that kind of like clue seemed kind of silly to me. <laughs> that he uses the wrong words. Okay. I don't know, you thought that was... No, but that gives away that he's... Dumb? Well, yeah. But he is, I I don't know. Yeah. Like, do you think, at the beginning, you think he's some genius, and slowly it's peeled back and he's not? Or he just was never smart, he just stole that idea and got lucky? (laughs) No, I I mean, I guess I kind of like that they show that these billionaires aren't smart, necessarily. They had one good idea. Yeah, I wonder if that's kind of accurate. I'm sure that's his social commentary. I'm sure that's his point. Well, do you think Ryan Johnson hangs out with billionaires? Not anymore. <laughs> They're like, uh, you did Elon dirty in that last movie. We're not spending any more time with you. I don't know. I mean, that's the problem with any of this satire stuff. It's, ma- it's made by the people that are in power. Ryan Johnson's tremendously powerful. Yeah. And probably, I mean, made a Star Wars movie, super wealthy. Yeah. It's interesting to see this and also Triangle of Sadness and the menu, this kind of year of aiming at the rich, the White Lotus. Maybe we're all tired of our billionaires. Well, a revolution is coming. Elon Musk is helping us. Yikes, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing's going to change. No revolution. We're doomed. That's what I think. Okay, that's, that's dark. Um... <laughs> we have to make a lot more films like this that skewer them. Prick their hearts and then they'll change, I bet.
Yeah, right. <laughs> he's Elon Musk is probably like a major investor in Netflix. Like he's like, yeah, I hope this movie does great. Yeah, he probably loves the depiction of oh yeah the billionaire. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ty. What are you gonna rate Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery out of five? I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. I don't think it was as good as the first one. Like that's again, I've I've never rewatched it, but my sense was it was better. I think that's true. But Netflix bought the rights to this universe for $400 million. Oh my gosh. And committed to at least one more movie, I think. Holy cow, $400 million. Yeah, Ryan Johnson made a bunch of money off of this idea. Wow. (laughs) Our next satire is going to be about a a director who gets too much money to make a bad movie. (laughs) Seriously, holy cow. Uh, all right, what else do you have to recommend that you've been watching, reading, or listening to lately? Oh, why don't you go first? Okay. Kind of interestingly, an Apple TV show, Slow Horses, came out at the beginning of 2022, but they filmed two seasons back-to-back, and so the second season has been, you know, got started in December and is being released week-to-week now. And I think it's so good. It's Gary Oldman as a New York, or a London leader of a spy house of kind of outcast spies from MI, MI6 and they sort of stumble and bumble into different intrigue and have to solve mysteries. I love the first one. I got to get on the second one. I forgot it came out. Yeah. Okay. I've been watching season three of Dead to Me, the last season. I really like the tone of that show. I don't even know what that is. <gasps> really? Truly. Oh, wow. The first season's amazing. It's been kind of downhill since then, but... <laughs> It happens. It happens. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, Will Ferrell's a producer and Adam McKay, I think. But anyway, it's a mis- it's a murder mystery, very dark humor. Cool. I like that. And three seasons is nice. Yeah. Watchability. Yeah. Don't you don't go crazy. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley, and I'm Ty Turley signing off from Between the Hedges. Go dogs. What? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Did you steal Zach Galifianakis's Between the Ferns? No. What's Between Two Hedges? Between the Hedges is George's Field. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and they won't either. <laughs> Just include this part. Yep, perfect. Perfect.